0: Hi, everyone. It's Kate. I just wanted to mention MyPillow.com to you. You know, there's a lot of holidays and weddings and all kinds of things that we buy gifts for. And not to mention us. We buy things for ourselves. This is the best company for bedding. I mean, from everything from dog beds to pillows to sheets to towels to to stopping snoring. I mean, get the green pillow, get the blue pillow label from... um, MyPillow.com. What an amazing company this is. And Mike Lindell is doing a heck of a job trying to inform everybody about the election fraud and actually have the proof there and show the the proof behind election fraud. Also, FrankSpeech.com. It's a censor free Facebook. Go to MyPillow.com or you can call the number 800-873-1052. And make sure that you are ordering, put in the code Kate, get up to 40% off now. Oh my gosh, you guys, the products are that good. I'm telling you, I was shocked by them. I was seriously shocked. Make sure you support the show, Truth and Radio, Mike Lindell, and you're going to get great products. It's a great threefer. <laughs> Not a twofer, a threefer. Go to MyPillow.com and get up to 40% off right now. Do it. Thanks, you guys.
1: Mice die in mouse traps. Uh, the free cheese gets them every time. Socialism is not awesome. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Why do I do it? Why do I do it? But why do you do it? Because I suppose you've got to do things that scare you. This is my. This is my extreme sport. Some people jump off mountains. <laughs> Some people jump out of planes. Some people go deep-sea diving. Some people jump over buses on a motorbike, I get up and say things.
0: (laughs) Hi there, welcome last hour on a Wednesday I've got Susan here how are you hi super and uh, that was Ricky Gervais uh, his extreme sport saying things <laughs> I feel like that's <laughs> our extreme sport you know people ask me what my hobbies are and I'm like no truly it's <laughs> it's just saying things that I believe in but out loud where a lot of people don't get that chance I get it every day and it's uh, Wow it's it's a double-edged sword let me just tell you well, I went through a couple of topics with Melissa, three different subjects, all very interesting things to think about. We're going to do the same in this hour. I'm, I'm excited to do that. You know, the, the, the story, I, and I, you brought this up out when we were on the break, and I just wanted to kind of reinstate this. The story that Fauci funded Wuhan kind of secretly, and that he was the only one that did it, and then Wuhan released this. That isn't true. Like the, the part that's not true is the part that they will not talk about in the press, and the part that they don't talk about in the press is that we were very much in bed with the whole situation. Many, many, many people here in the United States, um, and uh, and saw it all the way through. China did not just go rogue and do something to us. And so when people call it the China disease, I always want to, I always feel like I should, I should really make sure that people realize where i stand on that because that is how they're how they are describing it in the press isn't isn't right well you know we were very much in bed and paying for it and saw it all the way through and kept that under wraps and uh we just we wanted somebody to blame we wanted to blame them solely for it but that's not exactly what happened what's your take on this susan well, more and more
1: information comes out. And in 2015, Dr. Barrick's researchers from the University of North Carolina um, started this gain of function. So he was a British researcher, but he was working in North Carolina. And Zuckerberg's group funneled a couple hundred thousand dollars to him for this research. Hmm. So now you're getting the funding right, right. through. And he, and he was in North Carolina. Yeah. So we pretend that it was just in one spot, in
0: one place. Yeah, it wasn't. When we've been in cahoots for a long time, and I, I just wish people would recognize that because it's usually when the media is pointing in one direction, you can pretty much go the other direction and be probably more near the truth um, because they'll they'll never truly point. They might point in some ways to some of it, but never the whole truth ever. So, no. when the media jumps on board, just always do a 180. Um, I love that uh, statement. Uh, somebody said that a long time ago, and it's so true. All right, so let's talk. Let's talk first about because we've been talking a little bit about what's coming, and I keep trying to warn people that the World Economic Forum put out this. Uh, it's on Cargill, C A R G I L L. Too. Uh, they put out this document about this simulation of 2020. So this was in 2015. And they said in 2022, we're going to have these shortages and everything and a drought and wow, and it's all coming. Well, we've been talking about this lately, have we not? And so um, let's talk about food shortages in the past. Let's talk about how they came to be. Because the manipulation, you're pretty much going to find some manipulation at hand.
1: Well, this started because I was doing some genealogy research on my mm-hmm. own family line. And about six generations back, I run into this Haggerty name and where he came from. And then it's a big mess over in Ireland. And sure. I thought, I'm this is right in the middle of the Irish famine, the Irish potato famine. Mm-hmm. That has been drilled into our heads. That's the only thing it's called. So this Chicago researcher, and that's where I was born to, um, His name is Chris Fogarty, and he retired. He was a retired engineer. He started looking into his grandfather's history. He went over to England. He looked through the British records. His Irish grandfather served in the British military in Ireland. And so he was looking at all these maps, ordnance maps, food maps, where um, flour mills were. And then he started reading more and more about how Mm -hmm. many soldiers were there and he started to appreciate that it wasn't a famine at all because he could see the records of how they were exporting mm. exporting the food and other people will <sighs> Pretty come ar- damning <laughs> when you get into because the regular history didn't really highlight mm-hmm. this but the military history has the proof That's the maps The shipments and people said, well, there was more coming into the country to help them. A lot of it, most of it was going to uh, feed animals. Hmm. And so he realized, he said, I felt really bad all this time. You kind of blame the Irish people Well, they planted potatoes. Then there was a potato blight. Then they didn't have anything to eat. And they came over here by the millions. Mm -hmm. And that history Tells us it was people making a mistake and then Mother Nature. Right. Mm-hmm. He says, That's how, not true. how in the world is it that, well, let me just give you some statistics. For First of all, the name of the book is Ireland, 1845 to 1850, The Perfect Holocaust and Who Kept It Perfect?
0: Ooh, ouch. Okay. Yeah, let's hear about this. He
1: called it the Holocaust because for years during the time it was happening, the newspapers called it a Holocaust. That's what the newspapers were calling it. So he thought, I I have got to put this book together. And he did. It had maps. He's working on his third edition right now. But it fascinated me that with the maps, you could see where, let me get to the number it's like 555, 555 flour mills. And then you can see where all the meat is processed across the country. Mm-hmm. It was a fully functioning. And it was food, doing fine. food economy that was doing fine. And he said, what we're really looking at is a genocide. And so he went back 50 years to find his teacher um, who was very elderly at that point. And he said, do you remember teaching us how this was a famine? Right. And his teacher said, I was given a curriculum and told not to deviate from the curriculum. Don't tell true history. He said, we all knew it was a genocide and that food was being exported right under our noses. But the teachers had a curriculum. Part of the reason all of this happened is that most of the land in Ireland was owned by British landlords. Mm. And so with British landlords, they also expelled peasants from their properties. As this got worse and worse, people Mm -hmm. were kicked out of their homes with nowhere to go.
0: Right. So one of the other things. And what are we looking at? Oh, yeah, that's right. Wall Streets are. New landlord in America, oh, apparently, know. and has been since 2009, since the housing crash. It isn't new. They've been doing this for quite a while. Yes. But I, I do find the similarity kind he, of interesting. Exactly. Yeah. The whole black Rock because thing. Because they've been buying up homes. That's yeah. right. He said people would whisper about something
1: else. It was the mass graves. Mass graves. People just shoveled into these graves. He said the graves are 170 years old now, and mm-hmm. some of them are marked But he said the funny thing about it is people still won't talk about it. And they have now started marking all the graves. But he said there are thousands, um, thousands of people in these graves. So all of a sudden you turn around and your eyes are open. The scales have fallen from his eyes to say this was done to us. And they had charts. Talking about the exporting of things. Yes. And where the... the military. Did. Where the yeah. original healthy economy existed. So that... Doesn't that make a lot more sense? Yeah. It does. Then people mm-hmm. b- became dependent on one crop. And when it <laughs> failed, yep. Yep. they all... And you go, that would be stupid. Right. And right. and why would they only eat... Why wouldn't they just be normal people growing things?
0: Right. It, it, it didn't ever make any sense. And so... I love to go back into history on these kinds of things because we can learn so much from them and they were willing to do it back then, uh, displace people. And then of course, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like the, 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 the two punch, you know what I mean? You get them out of their homes and they're already desperate. And then of course you stop the food. And so with Wall Street as our new uh, landlord in America for a huge part of the homes, a huge amount of the homes, uh, the jacked up prices, they are jacking up rental prices. Could you see that happening here? And then all of a sudden, the one-two punch with the um, the engineered climate change um, results, because that's they'll, they'll exploit it for sure, um, into this manufactured drought that we're having that will end up as a result You know, we can't have the crops and then food inflation prices go up. And so that simulation from the World Economic Forum talking about the fact that, yeah, 2022, we're going to see huge food shortages. I hope we're all ready for this. But look, I mean, you have to look at the manufacturing of these things.
1: That's right. That's right. That there's sometimes a black hand, and Obama has used that mm-hmm. term too, the black hand. Um, he, so in their interview, there's an actual video of this, of him. He says in Cork, um, 30,000, it's reported in mass graves in just Cheers. in County Cork. And so a total of 5.2, million, mm-hmm. 5.2 million victims total. And um, so the crosses are there and as people start to appreciate that this has been done to them, it's the rest of us who can learn from this lesson. Um, So what's interesting about this um, man too, Chris Fogarty is that because his father was so old and he was born of a 65 year old father, his father was born 161 years ago and he could talk about what happened during the famine. So, you start to realize um, it was not a famine at all. He said it was a result of government policy. There were sixty-seven thousand troops there, stripping, stripping the land of resources and exporting them. Jeez. So then,
0: one would ask, how could they keep it a secret? Why, you know, did they speak out? How do you know they didn't? And uh, what were they threatened with if they did? So people always think that when something like this goes down, that all these people are going to come to the forefront and tell the truth. That doesn't always happen. Number one, it doesn't. And those voices are usually drowned out anyway, if they do. And so you will have some whistleblowers, but um, they're usually, you know, and in the case of the military, too... Um, did they have to stand and protect the military by not saying any of this? That's or were right. they compartmentalized into only what they knew? And maybe they didn't realize how much uh, they were doing, how much of the military was involved. Who yeah. knows? And how much food was involved. Who knows? Yeah. Wow. I'll be right back. Great stuff, Susan. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Covering uh, A topic, man, everyone I think needs to hear about uh, be- Just because they've really silenced it in curriculums in school And they don't talk about it It's uh, kind of like the Hold'emore They don't talk about that Much bigger than the Holocaust itself that we always talk about Uh, So many things in our society uh, that uh, they started back in 1906, a very concerted effort, the Carnegie Foundation, to strip us of true history. And it's been going on a very, very long time, and there's proof of this. And so I'm just always just, I think, blown away by the amount of lies we've been told. And when I asked Ed Griffin that question... How many lies has the government told? And I was thinking 97%. He said 97%. And I went, wow, that's wild. Anyway, uh, 97% of what they do and say are lies. So I'm with it. I'm with Ed Griffin. I, I absolutely agree on that. Uh, welcome back to the show, balanceofnature.com. Go to balanceofnature.com. The, the best fruits and vegetables with no pesticides, no GMO, no no nothing, just Fruits and vegetables, the best ones, they condense those down into uh, just the nutrients in caplet form for you and make sure that you get these. Uh, in fact, three fruits and three veggies a day through of, the, uh, of the capsules are just about perfect and you get, you're getting about 31 fruits and vegetables a day. Make sure you have even extra on hand. Uh, I would. In fact, go to balanceofnature.com and you'll get 35% off and free shipping. It's an amazing deal. Put in the code Kate, K-A-T-E, and uh, you'll get the savings right away. They'll ship it out immediately. And I'm telling you, you're going to love this product. This is a great food supplement. All right, Susan. So a couple more things on the Irish famine that was very, very manufactured. Yes, it was. He calls it his book.
1: um, Chris Fogarty's book is called Ireland 1845. 1850 the perfect holocaust and who kept it perfect? Oof. Ouch. So one of the ways they did this, not surprisingly, is there were 101 newspapers in Ireland, and he had a list of all of their names, and all except one was owned by the British landlords. Gosh. So anything that came out was the, well, like yeah. CNN, basically. Yeah, like everything was CNN, bought yeah. and sold, pretty much like it is right now. That's right. Yeah. And so anybody who tried to publish or get the word out was arrested. Therefore, uh, there was a man by the name of Dean Jonathan Swift who put out his own book and he did talk about it. So they couldn't arrest him because he was part of what they called the ascendancy and he was a protected class. And when you think of this, a protected class, they couldn't be arrested for anything. Nothing could be done to them. It's kind of like our kind country. Like a foreign agent over here. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> or our,
1: nothing happens to them. They can do anything. Our own politician. Oh, yeah. What did Hillary say? She's right. the most exonerated woman in history. Yeah, right. She, right. It's the just thing. up in
0: my mouth. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so the peasants had basically no standing. They were not considered legal persons for hundreds of years they weren't considered legal if you can believe that so when Dean Jonathan Swift put out this book talking about how things really were they couldn't arrest him so they arrested the printer of the book Jeez. but he went about um, he has a huge hero because he what he did was he wrote a modest proposal um, as to what the Irish children could eat to help save them from a life of misery, and that he wanted them, because children were considered untouchables, but he was a member of the um, of the ascendancy, so he wanted them to learn to read and. This was just a proposal to try and help them out. So he was trying to do the right thing. This is that that 5% that mm-hmm. says, I'm going to stand up in the face of the crown right. and do this. So any portrayal now of Queen Victoria, and this was during her mm-hmm. reign, mm-hmm. portrays her as very concerned and trying to help out with the famine. But she gave one of the highest awards to the man who was in charge of the whole thing. <laughs> of course. She awarded Why is him. Why does this not shock me?
0: Hmm. So
1: these were, you know, the machinations going on behind the scenes, but people, one of the things they did was they let people leave in ships, but a lot of times the people were sick. There was typhus. And so they called them coffin ships because so many people would just end up dying. Yeah. It was really, really horrendous. Um, So, when you think about this and when people bring this up, what I really liked, he said in this interview, that we owe it to people who have been part of a genocide to acknowledge their existence Mm -hmm. and to recognize the genocide, just like the Armenian genocide, just like suffering, the -hmm. Jewish genocide, the Holdemar. Mm -hmm. Let's not pretend the Russian one. Yeah. And take the narrative of the UK. So, There have been critics. They interviewed a historian from the UK who's British. Oh, no, no. We were very concerned. We tried to help. You know, there were things such as workhouses, which were just unbelievably Mm -hmm. evil, where people would just go to die. There was a story recently, um, about two weeks ago, about a mass grave found in Canada Mm -hmm. of Indian children. It was a couple hundred, 200 kids in this mass grave. People were outraged justifiably. Absolutely horrific. There's mass graves all over Ireland due to this famine and due to this intentional genocide. It's been a battle tactic mm-hmm. of conquerors
0: for right. millennia. Well, I mean, you look at the takeover by the Carnegie Foundation in in our education, and they wanted teachers to be instructed over in Britain and then come over here. And it you know it makes a lot more sense when you start to think about it because um, they wanted the uh, certain stories to be told certain ways So that we would never reflect back on history and remember these things as these things were being you know done we wouldn't recognize them right we wouldn't think that the government would do them but it makes a lot more sense so they wanted them flown to to europe to be educated then come back here and they wanted kind of like a designer teacher they wanted to design the way they were educated and uh, the carnegie foundation um, and uh, i think it was the uh, ford foundation um, there were several foundations, the Rockefeller Foundation, all involved in this. Um, this just <laughs> getting out any true history at all and retelling the stories. And this is why you didn't hear about it when you were in school. No, that's right.
1: And who was Queen Victoria's uncle was Prince Leopold of Belgium. Mm-hmm. Now, he is notorious and his son for creating genocide in the Democrat Republic of the Congo the la- the big central right. democrat congo and it is one considered one of the most evil reigns of terror essentially that ever existed and this was who was advising queen victoria so it was kind of seen as yeah. you know mm-hmm. how do you erase your competition your political competition if there's these millions of people in right. ireland right so to think that oh just well, a convenient famine That got rid of a lot of their problems. Yeah. And it turns out who benefited? Well, I'm here today. Mm-hmm. because of a great-great-grandfather that right. came across on a boat, and I'm sure it was hell. We
0: all, yeah. Right? I have a lot of Irish
1: in my background. Right. And what I like what he said is um, it's a burden, but it's a burden to know this that all mature, decent people should accept. We must accept the truth, and the truth really will set us free. Mm-hmm. And it won't free us of the burden of knowing about it, but it will free us up in many other beautiful, beautiful right. ways. right. Because we can face it, acknowledge
0: it, and now it makes sense. And then we don't, on top of it, just to add injury, you know, insult to injury, we do not talk about the fact that they were enslaved. Out of desperation of the things going on over in Ireland, they were enslaved, came over here, and treated like this. But no, of course, no white people, right? Because you can't talk about them. It's only black people in this country. And I'm sorry, but you have to understand that... White people were involved, very involved in slavery and and really, really more of servitude. It was a lot of a lot more of servitude where they had to do a number of years. Um, But in any case, you're not allowed to talk about that. It's, they're like erased from so many things of, of, that they went through. Of significance, yeah. of huge
1: significance. And so he, we can teach critical race. Hmm. He talks about the people who went back to Ireland from America. And it was in part because they were having to pay rents here for properties in Ireland. They were still indentured mm-hmm. to their landlords. And it just sounds like the most horrendously oppressive right. where you would just want to give up. Yeah. But luckily, it's, certain ones didn't. And they stuck with it. And we are here today because the Irish people were tough. But when you look at who stood up and how the odds were stacked against them, there were people who stood up. And now there's people willing to look at it and acknowledge the truth. So it's important to correct people. And not to fall for anything that is done. Let's look at the news objectively and see the information that's coming in about our own food supply. All of these machinations going on right now, mm-hmm. the skullduggery of yeah. uh, who's
0: doing what now and what thing just got blown up where and the who, farmers in California saying they were dumping oh, the yeah. water yes. uh, into the ocean and saying that they were they didn't have any water, no snowpack. It was very it's just very interesting because there are people, so many people speaking out right now. I know. Yeah. I know. So about to see this clearly job.
1: yeah, mm-hmm. to see this clearly as a template. Mm-hmm. and to know very uh, that this reign of terror of the British government and what they did worldwide and he points out that half the regiments of the British Empire half were put in Ireland and he said why would that have been yeah and it's clearly to have created a political advantage by the stripping of the resources mm-hmm. the of land the, of mm-hmm. the land ownership and our country did it to the Indians, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's a great lesson to teach your kids. Yeah. And so going forward, there's a clear narrative, right, that, that makes sense. Not yeah. just people eating potatoes and they were too stupid. <laughs> yeah.
0: To and, plan uh, for disease. Yeah. This is why we bring all of it up. We bring up the Holodomor, and most people don't. Even, I've never even heard that word. Isn't that interesting? More people died in the Holodomor than ever did the Holocaust, but you would never hear about it. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I remember Investigator Dave was the first one to bring it up on the show. And uh, people, we just haven't, when I say we've just been stripped of our education and haven't known it for a lot of it, you know, you have to say, well, we didn't know. But uh, there's no excuse now, not with the Internet, not with all the resources we have. There's just no reason not to dive in unless people choose to put their heads in the sand, unless they just want to live in La La Land. Then I guess you can. You can just believe the government cares for you and loves you. But I don't know why somebody would even believe that after all of the years of, of exposing lies after lie, after lie after lie after lie. I don't know how anyone could believe that.
1: No, that's right. They do. and they, they want to believe it. And we're sophisticated yeah. if we see the pattern. Holdemore was the Ur- Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine. 80 million people, yeah. it says, or millions
0: of people died in a famine. Oh, so many. So many more than the Holocaust. It was 80 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Holdemore is just, it was devastating what they did. I've told stories from that on the right. air. And its it was devastating. Devastating. What they were able to do, but they did it. Um, be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. We have uh, some other things we have to, we need to talk about too. Be right back. There you go.
1: Talk lines are open now.